This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Jackbox. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack from the creators of You Don't Know Jack. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. Go to jackboxgames.com for more info. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Mike Gifford, and he talks to me about his love of, interest in, knowledge on, companionship, human companionship, or in his case, the lack thereof, of his uh, perpetual singleness, um, what that means in his life, and uh, the way that he thinks it's kind of um, flown in it and out of it, and uh, the way that he views other people's uh, companionship as a result of his own um, lack thereof, I suppose. I think Mike is such an interesting guy uh, and so interested in other people and the way things work um, that I couldn't help but ask him to do this because I knew he would bring such an interesting um thought process and uh, life experience to the show, and I was not wrong at all, so I definitely want to let him speak to all the rest of that this for himself instead of just top-loading with a bunch of information you don't need, which I've been doing for about a minute and a half now. If you would like to see a live show, you can come to the place where I believe I originally met Mike, the Annoyance Theater. 9.30 Thursday nights, I am a part of a group that hosts a show called The Fishbowl that Mike has played in at least once before, and I've encouraged him to come back and play whenever he would like, but he's a busy man. He does other shows. He has a life. Um, but I hope he will come back and grace us with his presence at some point. You, as a person who comes to the show, would have the possibility of getting to play an improv set with someone like Mike, who's an established uh, teacher and uh, performer in this community at that theater, etc. That's 9.30 on Thursday nights. It's called The Fishbowl. If you would like to listen to any of the other shows in the Chicago Podcast Co-op, I strongly encourage you to do that. Mike, whether he knows it or not, has been a contributor to one of those shows in the past. Your stories. If you want to hear any of Mike's stories at the Nerdlogs Your Stories events, I encourage you to go to Neurologs.com, search through the clip archives, find Mike Gifford, and be entertained for the length of time that those accumulate to, because I think he's a wonderful storyteller, and I know that you'll find that if you listen to the entirety of this episode, as he tells a number of wonderful stories during it. If uh, that doesn't float your boat, I encourage you to check out another show in the co-op, like Full disclosure, it features writer and comedian Eric Berry recording intensely revealing interviews with adult performers, sexologists, comedians, and others in the entertainment industry. I think it's a fitting topic for this whole conversation about companionship and sex and all of that stuff. Uh, this interview is not for the weak at heart. Um, Mike is not easily offended and thus may say some things that may offend some people, but I assure you, 
he doesn't care. Uh, and that was certainly refreshing about how open and interesting this relationship, this relationship, that was Freudian. And we're talking about companions. That's, that's what made that happen. I think probably, or just a mistake. Who knows? Who knows? We're all just stumbling through this the best we can, just as I stumble through these intros every week. Um, listen to this. Enjoy it. Uh, listen to other Chicago podcast co-op shows. Rate them and review them on iTunes if you so choose. If that's something you'd like to do for other people to listen to the same thing that you do. Uh, I'm done. That was plenty. I don't pay attention, or I should say, I don't censor myself in front of my mom and dad at all. Mm -hmm. I will say exactly the same thing that I'll say in front of anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only time that I really censor myself is perhaps in a work situation just because sure. my, my rent depends upon it. <laughs> right. So I don't say fuck at work. I sure. think fuck <laughs> a lot because I hate everyone I work with. As I've stated to, and I think I really appalled the uh, 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 clerk at Walgreens yesterday who was like, honey, you can't wish that on someone. I told her, I said, I want my coworkers to watch their children and family members die, <laughs> and then I want them to get AIDS and then slowly <laughs> wither away and then end up dying from a staph infection or something really stupid. <laughs> That's that's what I wish upon them. But I I would say this that that's what pushes them over the edge. That's is no, the really parents, stupid thing. No, my parents are fine. They don't oh no no no! I meant literally your um your thing that you wished upon all of your enemies. Uh, Not enemies. These are the people. Oh, I work just coworkers. With. Right. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. These are the people I work with. Yes. I hate. <laughs> but I hate almost every. I hate. I am filled with so much hate right now. I don't know. And, and I feel kind of liberated being able to say it because uh -huh. for a long time I get nervous and I'd be no, like, no, fuck, fuck it. I hate <laughs> so much. I hate bougie bullshit. You know, it's all going into the fucking swirl in the Pacific Ocean anyway. All this bullshit that we're so worried about. You know the Pacific swirl? A continent of garbage that is larger than oh, the state of Texas and I two miles deep. I have heard about this. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's a continent of garbage. It's literally it is a continent. an island. <laughs> yeah, not an island. It's An island is not Texas. It's bigger than the state of Texas. <laughs> when did And it that's start? only one of them. Since World War II. It's not even that old. We've made it in, in like less than 50 years. And we just float things out we to it. We just float things out to it. That's really depressing. How are you, Mary Beth? <laughs> I'm great, Mike. I'm so much better now uh, to be in a room with someone who I appreciate conversing with and hearing the opinions of. Why are most of your guests fucking boring? No, <laughs> uh, not in the sense not no. in the sense of the podcast yeah. in general. Oh, okay. it, were I across from uh, anyone, it would be better than just the the mundane of. Um, I, I know I, I briefly sp talked to you before we recorded sure. about what my job is, um, but in between those training classes that we teach, uh, I am the only employee, so the only people at my job are my boss and myself. Oh. So often... Now, you're a science person. You mm -hmm. teach people science mm -hmm. stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so most of my job in between is uh, the... Um, getting ready to do a bunch of other um, classes. So it's yeah. just me and my boss interacting 
during the day. We never have like personal conversations in any way. It's always just like, um, you know, we talk about business stuff. And by the time I get to the evening, I'm just kind of uh, restless. Yeah. Like, cause I've been in a room all day, kind of like, uh, that's, uh, that's how I started listening I to no podcasts. I no longer, see, I no longer have normal interactions. Sure. I spend all day, I listen to, um, uh, I listen to Mark Marin podcast at work. I listen to Race Wars with Sherrod Small and Kurt Metzger. It's my favorite podcast. Uh, aside from Mark Marin, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I like Kurt Metzger. I listen to, uh, uh I love Kurt Metzger. Uh, I love Sherrod Small. I think they're incredible. Uh, but the, and two of my favorite stand-ups because they're both such fucking assholes. <laughs> which I appreciate a great deal. Sure. Um, and then um, that's it. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I fill my mind with other things so I can avoid thinking about the fact that I work in human resources. Right. I mean, I am thankful I have a job. Sure. <laughs> sure. I am thankful Aren't I have all? a job. Sure. Because I was very poor when I first moved to Chicago. I survived on noodles. I uh, fucking hate noodles of any kind. Because you could never. Spaghetti eat. noodles, ramen noodles, all the noodles. Those just all I you ate. I the fucking noodles. <laughs> yeah. That, graham crackers, saltine, peanut butter, whatever. I fucking oh, hate. I've been eating a lot of years. peanut butter recently. Yeah. Um. Just because I got kind of, um, it's a combination of being like lazy and not wanting to be outside for long enough to like yeah. go to a grocery store. So I'll just buy like a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter Is and just right? <laughs> eat it for lunch for an entire week. Well, just, that's fair if boring. you choose. But if you choose to, it's one thing. I had no choice. It was a little, it's, a, it's essentially a choice. And I was 28. So I had had a, a life as a as a sort of semi-adult in yeah. Columbus, Ohio before I moved here. Uh-huh. I moved here right after I turned 28. So now I'm like... Would you refer to it as a midlife crisis? Yeah, which yeah. is like... Fuck yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I started Do you think your public. midlife is 28? For Well, I hope. I hope. <laughs> my dream God is willing. To, my dream is to go to bed and not wake up. That is my dream. Oh, oh don't say that. That is my dream. Don't don't criticize my fucking dream. You don't I'm get that. I'm not criticizing you. Don't you don't get that. I don't think I'm criticizing you. I think uh, that the point is the point is I, it is probably a dream, selfish reaction my because dream was it to just be makes in, me sad to think of that. Oh, but if it that's your dream, matter. who cares? Yeah. I mean, you get over it in less than a week. You may be sad about it for maybe two days max. Think about it. For even the person you most love, like as far as with some of that stuff, it, I mean, like okay, so one person will have a great love in their life, and that might. Fuck them up. Okay? Sure. But like acquaintance, think of the last person that you knew that's a friend of yours who's died. Think about it. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends, one of my best friends died this past September. One of the closest people in my life. Okay. And ask me how I feel right now. How do you feel? Fine. <laughs> Fine. And he was one of my best friends. I mean, this was somebody who was instrumental in my life. Right. And I'm over it. Like, I miss him. Sure. I mean, I have his picture up in my house. Yeah. I think about him every day. Sure. But I'm not grieving. I'm not acting like some fucking pussy fag <laughs> about, like, oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, I mourn you. No. And we sincerely loved each you other. You don't think the fact yeah. that you feel no, that so you, you think about him every day factors into your to grieving? No, I'm not grieving. 
I wouldn't call it that. I think about it just because I thought about him every day when I was when he was alive. Sure, <laughs> so, that's fair. Yeah, he's a very good friend. That's I mean, a really good point. Very, very close uh, in that way. Uh, 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 and now he was a little older. I mean, he was <laughs> seventy-two when he died. Uh, uh, but yeah, this was someone who I'd have dinner with literally uh, every Friday for a decade. This is oh, yeah. a wonderful transition into it. I'm going to force you to make oh, your topic for this episode. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's starting now? Are we starting? Yeah. We're starting. Oh, my God. Okay, let's I think I'll, I, I think I think we've already started, and we're just transitioning into uh, a little I don't like that word transitioning. It gets you into so much trouble now. You can't fucking say a thing about transitioning. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Bruce. I am so sorry. Whatever. Uh, do you really think that... Um, I think the thing, it's so, that whole thing was weird because, mm. um, originally it just seemed to be blind support and, and is, then ridiculous. eventually it became a thing where everyone got to have their own opinion on it. Okay, here's and the thing. So I think it's marvelous, the speed of which all this has happened. I mean, uh, um, in 2003, so I'm 33, mm-hmm. so, uh, uh, so in 2003, Lawrence V. Uh, Texas happened, and that was the Supreme Court ruling that uh, got rid of the sodomy laws. Mm-hmm. So, in I believe in 18 states or something like that, uh, it, it was still illegal on the state law books to have essentially what gay men would call sex. You could not butt fuck. Okay, this wasn't designed for straight people that are kinky. Okay, this was designed for for to gay men, men so that, from so fucking each other. Yes. Homosexuals, faggots, if you will, could not butt fuck. Now, okay, that was two thousand and three. That was whenever I was like coming out of the closet. Like it was, yeah. it was illegal to be gay, and people forget that. So now we have gone into hyperdrive, and in a good way, but very sensitive. And it's like Caitlyn Jenner. You know, Marvel, if you choose to be something, you know, whatever that is, or, or, or people get upset with the idea of choice, whatever. So if you – That's true. If you want yeah. – if, if you feel compelled yeah, by is, your being. Yeah, if that's what you are or whatever, mm-hmm. I do not give a shit. Nor the problem, should anyone. The problem really. that I have is with somebody like that is Caitlyn Jenner is an Asshole. That's Caitlyn where Jenner's I was coming from. Asshole, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Caitlyn Wait, Jenner's an asshole. It seems to be yeah. that a lot of people kind of um, ignored that early on and were just like, blind. Well, I well, think a lot of people were blind to that. There's an interesting uh, book, and I cannot think about, I, I cannot remember the name or the author, but it's all about uh, uh, cyber bullying on a massive scale. Yes, um, uh, you're, uh, isn't it John Ronson? Yes, it just Um, came out. It's about internet shaming. That's right. I I I believe it's just called shame. It could be, but that's something like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. right. And, uh, and it's a really fascinating book. And it's essentially, and it talks about examples of which, you know, this sort of shaming has gone on on an epic scale, which is blindly like, um, so I appreciate. The fact that people are supportive mm-hmm. of things that, uh, you know, of the queer community. That have not yeah. been supported in the past. Right. Or movements whenever it comes to uh, women or uh, or other sorts of minority statuses within the United States, whether it be racial, sexual, whatever. Sure. But, you know, that doesn't mean that people aren't fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. 
Like it doesn't discount the fact that most people are still retarded <laughs> and not retarded in the genetic sort of, oh, I was born a one chromosome off sort of way, uh-huh. but retarded in the classic sixth grade sense of the word. Right. The way that God meant it to be used. <laughs> You're retarded in the classical sense. We can say classical sense now because it's not in vogue. I'm going to bring it back. Okay. I'm not letting it go. I'm not I, letting it go. Uh, I know this about you. Um, yeah. So, I'm a homosexual, so it's okay that I use dirty words. <laughs> so I'm allowed to because I'm a fag. You see, if you get fucked in the asshole and you like it, it gives you, you permission. All those it gives you permission. Things. Yep. Can't say that one. I can say the white people version, which is the N word, which is worse. Right. Because it actually gives me permission to say it without saying it. Right. Which is. Some real fucked up bullshit. Right. You know? And I didn't even consider that until listening to Patrice O'Neill, who is a genius. And it really messed me up. So actually, uh, what is it? The book I'm reading right now is uh, – and it's blowing my fucking mind. because It just tells me how stupid I am. I'm reading this James Baldwin book called The Fire Next Time. And James Baldwin is a brilliant, brilliant uh, author and black author. Uh, from uh, the middle uh, uh, 20th century American author and um, and huge civil rights leader and gay man. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, his book, Giovanni's Room, talks about the homosexual experience and being closeted uh, in a way that completely changed the way that I view myself sexually. Wow. Frankly. Yeah, Giovanni's Room. But this book, um, between listening to Patrice O'Neill and reading – and I'm about halfway through the fire next time, and I'll probably finish it this evening by James Baldwin. Uh, I know nothing about the black experience. Right. I know nothing. I thought I knew a little. I did. And I don't know if that's white privilege or what, but I think I'm I think a, it is. I think, well, I don't think it is with me because I'm smarter than that bullshit. So I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm. I think, I, I yeah. think you still but, ex- can ex- still experience privilege even though you know you I, experience I, 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 it. I like the word privilege. I think it's bullshit. I think that, that's one of those so internet phenomena part, things. I think it's uh, retarded. But I do. But I will say this. I think in the way that which a is lot one of step further. Well, I think I think white people came up with the word white privilege in order to give them justification to still be a fucking racist. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I think I believe that. I think white privilege is another white term uh, 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 to get away with saying "n." <laughs> I do. I think okay. it's just. I do. I think that's it. Uh, but I will go to what I think is an honest conclusion, which is the more I look into this topic. Uh huh. Of race, specifically blacks in the United States, I know nothing. I know nothing. I know nothing about that experience whatsoever. As a gay person, I know nothing about it. Wow. As that sort of minority, I don't. I do do not understand what it's like. I understand because I was at the tail end of the whole sort of anti-gay laws and stuff. I Mm -hmm. get that. I understand growing up as a kid and like my dad's best friend died of AIDS you know, and it was gay, and out that was. I mean, it was. It's it's incredible. People do not understand how uh, horrifying and nightmare and marginalized it was to be a gay person, and even at its worst, it was nothing compared in this country anyway. Now that doesn't mean now if, if you're if you're gay in the Middle East, you know, uh, God help you, because you know that's it's different. Yeah, because that Sharia law shit is like they're out of their fucking minds. You yeah, know? I mean. They'll you know, bury you up to your neck and then, like, leave you out in the sun. Like, it's fucking 
disgusting. Yeah, that's that's Iran. You know, uh, it's fucking crazy. And that's not to say the Persian people aren't. They're marvelous. As far as that, they're just suppressed by a fucking religion because they're retarded. It's Again, experience, yeah. It's ridiculous. I think that's an important differentiation there, though, is that you're willing to mm-hmm. it, you're willing to go. I don't know anything about what this is no. about, and no. do your goddamn best to try to inform your brain well, ways to think about it. I found it. this as you know, as I uh, as being someone who is now a retired hate mongering Republican. <laughs> I started to when I was uh, twelve or thirteen years old because uh, it. It was the very first thing that embraced me where I wasn't bullied. And they actually empowered me because I was smart and and knowledgeable and understanding of this stuff. It was drinking the Kool-Aid. I mean, the Democratic Party at that point in time was really, and still to this point, that's why they're so threatened by Bernie. But the Democratic Party is really this sort of clicky, you know, white bread, white, you know, keyword here, you know, uh, uh, a thing where they want to exclude you. You know, Bernie is about inclusion. Obama is still an anomaly because he was about inclusion as well. Bernie's even more so than Obama uh-huh. uh, and uh, in regards to Bernie Sanders. But um, no, the establishment Democrats are not about that. The Republicans pull in people who vote against their own interests because uh, uh, they make them feel important feel like and empowered. like they're a part of something. That's right. That's, that's really right. interesting. Uh, that's right. Uh, Speaking of but, feeling but, like you're uh, a part of something. But one thing which is important for a lot of these things to keep together was in the way that the parties have broken down even this own country was entirely based around hating black people. That's <laughs> incredible. You can sure. follow it throughout our electoral history. Yeah. It's crazy how the swinging of like so many demographics whenever it comes to the United States in our politics is solely based around hating black people. It's incredible. So, no, I know nothing about that experience. I wouldn't claim to. I know – Nothing. I know zero. And the more I read about it, the the less I know. But I find as I get older. The more you read about it, the less you know. Yeah, I do. I mean. Oh, uh, oh, because it just makes you feel like everything you knew before that is totally invalid. Yeah, I knew nothing. I knew nothing, and I would never understand in any way, shape, or form. I can can have empathy Mm -hmm. uh, in certain aspects, but to actually understand what that experience is, no, I just just don't know. I don't know what it's like to... uh, I don't know what it's like to be judged in that way. I just don't go. I really, I, I could I, never know. I definitely think that uh, empathy and um, being able to view uh, the world in a way where you don't just assume that everyone's experience is just like yours. Oh yeah, are the most imp- important and lacking things in the country. Yeah, or the world I really for that do. matter. Or probably the world, but I can, yeah. you know, again, I can only speak for my experience in this one place. Well, in, in, the, in the United States, or at least in the West, I think, and in certain parts of Asia uh, who have, uh, 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 you know, who live on the top end of otherwise a slave-based sure. society, as we all benefit, we benefit from slavery, you know, across the glo- global slavery. I mean, that we live a very privileged life in the United States across the board based on slavery to a lesser degree and within our own country. Mm-hmm. But then if you start going to other places around the world, it's 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 horrible. Worse. Most people lead horrible, horrible existences and then die. So they don't have time. They don't have the leisure time to even begin discussions about this sort of stuff because their lives suck so bad and are so far removed from leisure. We <laughs> have leisure time. Trying to look at what stay we're doing alive. right now. Yeah. The idea that we can just chat 
I was bitching about the, the shitty coffee that took forever to make. And what a, what a fucking retarded thing that is, right? Right. What bullshit. But it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all that we have in our experience to mm-hmm. comment on or think about or interact about. Until the whole world goes back to Mad Max and we're fucked. <laughs> it's going to happen. going to happen. Which I also – It's going to happen. I think this is a beautiful I, – I can't disagree with you, especially with uh, what I keep hearing about how, like, water is going to become the most precious uh, resource. Yeah. And that's all that movie is about. So I think that this is a perfect hmm. – um, this is a perfect line of thinking for focusing the conversation on companions on companionship. All right, because I think all of this is just about, or at least from my perspective, um, I'm going to die alone. It doesn't matter in, in a Mad Max world or in the current present world that we live in. I will die sexless, sad. <laughs> And alone. This well, is a fact. Uh, we all die alone, even if you have someone that's to bullshit. spend that's the life with. That's not what I mean at all. People say that all the time. That's fuck, fuck you for saying that. <laughs> fuck you. What the fuck? Please. Clear. How many How many months has it been since you've been laid? Huh? Oh, uh, days. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Days. <laughs> days. Indeed. I've been in a very serious relationship for uh, almost, okay. a touch under two years. Oh, nice. <laughs> Congratulations. That's so nice for you. I'm happy to hear it. That's good. Where do, where do you think the origin of your interest in this uh, line of thinking about think this is my first question that i almost told you before we started recording but you asked me uh to save it they want to know um what do you think is the origin of your interest and your love of and the way that your brain thinks about companionship (laughs) my (laughs) i have absolutely no you know i think this i'll blame my mom i'll blame my mom i'm not gonna blame her you know what people blame their parents for things and they're they're stupid as shit but uh, but I will blame this on my mother. My mother said, because <laughs> I won't blame her for much, uh, uh, but I got I to gotta peg this on her. Okay. She's like, I don't understand. As a very young child, sure. she's like, I don't understand why people uh, 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 have to date and do all this stuff. I don't understand why they just can't be friends. It was like a complete denial of fucking. My, I grew up in a world. Yeah, the person my, who produced yeah, you into life my mother, via fucking. <laughs> well, that's part of the problem is I think the only person that my mom's ever fucked, to my knowledge, is my father. Right. Now, that may not be true. Mm-hmm. And if it if it weren't, I would never know because my mom just doesn't talk about it. Maybe if I'd asked her, she'd be like, well, yeah, I did. You know, it's, that's, sure. that's my mom. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, so who right. knows? It's not like she's keeping a secret. She just. It's not, not something that you've had a conversation about. Well, no, she doesn't invite anything with conversation. Like, you know, things – like, I found out that my mom had an abortion. Wow. She they brought it up at dinner. Wow. And I called – and I said – and my brother and sister knew – no, because it was like – at first, it was like a, she had a miscarriage and the, the kid was dead. So they had to have a procedure to remove it. Otherwise, it could be a threat to my mother's life. Sure. Literally, it was that scenario. That oh. never happens. Never happens. It happened to my mom. So my I was born. My brother was born. Uh, they told us she was pregnant. It was in between my my uh, uh, middle brother and my sister. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, it was first trimester miscarriage, so they had to essentially have an abortion procedure. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the family knew but me. It just came up, and then they looked at me like I was stupid. Lo- Wait, how long this ago did this year? <laughs> I'm 33 years old, and they brought it up like I should have known, like it was my problem. Yeah, my, like, well, how did you not know that? I'm like, well, because no one told me. My dad so, very yeah. casually told me when I was like 14 or 15 that my mom had had a miscarriage between my brother and I. Yeah, and I. And he also, it was, like, very casual. It came up because my aunt had just had one, and I was like, oh, that's Well, but really it wasn't sad. just a miscarriage. This was not a miscarriage. They yeah, had to I have know. an abortion-type procedure to remove the fetus, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so, in any case, I just couldn't believe Yeah, it was like, no big deal. And I couldn't believe it. It was incredible. <laughs> and so, anyway, so I, so I grew up in a world where literally no one ever had sex. That was it. Everybody was a Ken doll, so they looked a certain way, but they didn't have private parts. Because of yeah. her putting that thought into your brain? She wasn't doing it intentionally. Right, of yeah. course, of course. No. Uh, but but that was kind of... Yeah. So that was like the first time anyone had addressed it that you respected okay, the opinion look, of or something? Now, see, now, this is a damned if you do, damned if you don't, okay? So I make these sweeping declarations, okay? I make these these stupid statements where I say, and this is why... Okay, and 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 this is I would been a benefit at least to me as a comedian. However, <laughs> my mom does the same thing; doesn't know she's being funny. Oh, sure, very funny. But she'll make these sweeping declarations. Sure, and 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 I, like a fucking artard, <laughs> believed them, <laughs> and it fucked me up for years. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe any of the bullshit I say. I mean, everything I it's so stupid. <laughs> I'm just spewing words in the universe that does not matter. Okay. <laughs> They don't matter. If anyone's offended, you're stupid. It shouldn't bother you. So the point is, but no, but I actually uh, believed the bullshit my mother told me. Would she didn't even remember. Would anything offend you? No. I, I didn't think so. I, I wanted to, no. to, uh, to ask. I don't, like, I don't like people being rude. Okay. That I don't like. So, I, like, yeah. offensive in the sense that uh, people just not treating you well. Not like, no, to other people. I mean, I can get over it, too. I mean, and I can, you know, I can defend myself. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, sure. I'm not trifled by bullies anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't tolerate that in this point in my life. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, and that took a long time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt my feelings still. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm human. I th- can you believe it? But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, I don't like it. I don't like injustice. That okay. bothers me a great deal. Okay. I don't like it whenever I see people get wronged. That pisses me off. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So I think it's yeah. also really interesting to be able to pinpoint um, your mom, you know, making this generalization yeah. that you then took to heart I and did. it was kind of the way you went through your life until... I didn't masturbate until a week before I turned 21. Wow. So my friend who died uh, this past September, mm-hmm. Tom, uh, 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 he was a William Blake scholar and administrator and professor at Ohio State University. And we're very good friends, and he was gay himself. And he was instrumental in empowering me that it's like, hey, I'm did gay. Did you go to Ohio State? I did. And, uh, and he was instrumental as far as, you know, empowering me to believe that, you know, just because... You're gay, let alone a sexual being, doesn't make you disgusting. And so we went. Uh, he took me to a uh, a strip club for my 21st birthday, a male strip club, 
uh, called the Full Monty. Yes. It was a classy establishment. All the guys would come from the Y, from the YMCA downtown. The, you know, the, these poor, broke, you know, That was boys. the only place that they could. No, they were a lot. It's a huge gay population in Columbus sure. because of the university. So huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, massive. You know, it's the largest university on earth. So makes a lot of sense. Mega gay population makes in Ohio. Ton of sense. Yeah, it's uh, the gay mecca of the Midwest, really. Uh, and um, and so in any case, uh, I believe it's the largest lesbian population per capita in the country. Wow. Yeah, in Columbus, Ohio. Huh. In Clintonville, just which is in Columbus. It's just a neighborhood. Huh. So in any case, but, um, but in any case, um, yeah, Tom took me to the strip club. Whenever the strippers would come, and they were good-looking guys. Uh, uh, and, you know, it's exactly what you'd think that the stripper would look like, you know, ripped and all this stuff. Uh-huh. Two different varying degrees, different styles. Sure. Some white, some Latino, some black. Something all for everyone. Over, something for everyone. They all came down. They give me a lap dance. Tom gave me a whole bunch of ones and all this stuff. And so I was tipping, as you will. And then I'd shake their hand and uh, and have them sit down next to me and ask them about the future. <laughs> You ask them. Yeah, the strippers. About their yeah, future. and then we talk, and they th- they couldn't believe it. They were doing bumps in the back, I guess, a coke, and they're like laughing, like, "Oh my god, I, who is this guy?" Right. You know, and Tom's like, "I don't. That's not how it works. You can do what it." It's like, "Oh my god, you you still don't fucking get it." Like, yeah, <laughs> like they wouldn't let you do anything to them. So yeah. he he was. And so after but that, why yeah. do you think that you were doing that? Just because you were uh, interested in getting at what was in their psyche, or no, do you think it was I just, like? I mean, I was just trying to be polite conversation. That is <laughs> yeah. so funny well, you that know. you didn't see it as them no. just like doing their job and no. interacting with a customer. You were like, "Oh, no. thank you for doing this service for me." Yeah, you did uh, it. <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed to do? I don't know them. Yeah, well, I'm not going to touch their private parts. I don't know. Them. Sure, 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 and so sure. So anyway, sure. Or, right. you know, bodies or that. I mean, you know, Man, they were nice. That looking. is so fascinating. So in any case, so then after that, uh, we we did have a nice evening. So Tom and I went to. So then we, uh, 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 I forget if we. I think we went to dinner first. Yeah, we went to dinner first. Then that was the surprise. And then Tom was like, "Holy shit, are you kidding me?" And so he's like, "Look, I, I'm giving you an assignment. I will what? Go home and masturbate." And I go, really? And, and he you goes, yeah, you got to yeah, a week before. He's like, you got to masturbate before you turn 21. It's ridiculous. You got to masturbate. So I'm, oh, God. So, all right. So I promise. Fine. I will masturbate. He's like, good. He's like, call me when you do it. I want to make sure you am all right. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I go into my the bathroom because I figure, well, it's like peeing, only gooey. <laughs> and so, so I go in the bathroom and I'm like. Did you have roommates? No, I lived alone. I lived above Buckeye Donuts, so that's the first place I masturbated. Buckeye Donuts on on uh, 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 on Ohio State campus, uh-huh. Buckeye Donuts North, and and I'm jerking off, and um, but I'm trying. Like I only had a, a vision of like you know this kid Quentin who I went to junior high with making a a fucking masturbation motion with his dick. Uh, I didn't even know what it was. You didn't know what you were doing. Didn't have a clue. I was really limp. I mean, it was it was sad. <laughs> You know, oh, no. it did. It looked like a broken toe. <laughs> and so I'm like wiggling out. I'm like, this isn't working. So I'm like, well, you know what? I seem to think maybe people use lotion. And I have psoriasis, so I got plenty of lotion. <laughs> so so I put some lotion on my hand, and then it was like a swamp. It was like, <laughs> it was awful. It's like, oh, this isn't working. No friction whatsoever. Nothing at all. I'm sitting there like I'm taking a shit in the toilet with my <laughs> pants around my ankles. Like all my shirt's on, you know, and I'm just failing in the dark. Couldn't even do it with the light on. That's how. Did it in the dark. I was still ashamed. I was going to say, and that's me, shame. And it that's was, but pure shame. You know what? I mean. If you ever seen my cock, it's like, <laughs> so. In any case, no, but um, 
So, so I'm doing this, and finally, and and I'm talking like a long time, like we're, you know, we're getting to the half an hour range here. Wow. So finally, I lean back, and I'm like, oh my god, and I just start like fantasizing. Sure. And holy crap, lo and behold, zero to sixty. It perked up. It perked. It yeah. perked. Yeah. And then it got Funny hard. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but I realized, you know, I'm a fast learner. You know, uh-huh. I'm I am a great ape. So in any case, so uh, <laughs> I put. I lined uh, lotion around the crest of my thumb, up to my thumb, up towards my index finger, just mm-hmm. in that loop, mm-hmm. and then just massaged the lip under the head of my dick. Sure. And holy crap, I blew a fucking load like you can't imagine. <laughs> I can't. It was, oh no, really you don't can't. want to. No. It's like Rambo. <laughs> and I was like taking out Charlie left and right. It was fucking nuts. So in any case, so I blasted and then I called Tom and I go, Tom, you won't believe it. I masturbated and it was great. He goes, wonderful. How many times? I go, once. once. He's like, really? Once? You didn't that's want to it? do once. it immediately yeah, you after it. that? You, you were the 13-year-old like, boy yeah, discovering that their right? penis could do that and doing it um, no. any waking moment that they weren't in front of other people. Right. And then sometimes <laughs> when they were. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so he was like, well, <laughs> he was like, well, I guess that's fine. You know, at least you did it. Yeah, so sure, sure, like, sure. You, by all means, you can do it more than once in a row if you feel compelled. <laughs> after <laughs> not doing it for 20-plus years. Oh, yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, almost 21 years. Yeah, so in any case, mm-hmm. that is so, so that funny. was, uh, yeah, that was the first time. I, so sexuality came very late for me. Sure. Um, and I was stunted. I don't know why. I have never been, I mean, clearly my personality doesn't help, and I'm not uh, uh, sexy. I'm not appalling. I'm not, I mean, there are way grosser people looking than I am that are in the uh, I, relationships. I, oh, Absolutely. my God. It is, yeah. Like, I, think, I think it's a combination of many You're not things. an unattractive man. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm not the worst, but I'm not great. Uh, I'm not turning any heads walking into a room. Let's put it that way. But sure. I'm not appalling. But I think there's enough combinations of my weird personality, uh, uh, the eccentricities that make up me, uh, the, this weird quasi-accent lisp thing that I have uh, 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 with the combination of my slightly receding hairline at the moment and, uh, and, and all sorts uh, of things. That's and, something that only uh, you're aware of. Uh, yeah, well, I think enough of those little things combined and people are like, wow, great friend, never going to have sex with him. Like, so, <laughs> that's all right. I'm, I live with it. Bothers me sometimes. But you obviously yeah. think about it a decent oh, yeah. amount. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I, man, oh. I think that I felt that way before I was, like, ever in a, a long-term relationship before I'd ever like yeah um exp- you know uh been in a long-term relationship sure. had sex with someone etc like see me was uh desirable to someone else um and you just like go over uh-huh. the laundry list of like what makes me uh what is am I broken which That's, I know is a word that sure broken yeah uh I would you know what I joke about a lot uh, uh, and I joke about it in my act as far as with you know, I can be very self-deprecating, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, truth be told, it, 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 it's not funny. But I mean, but if you, uh, the, yeah, that would be the most vulnerable. That would funny. be the, oh, that would be the most vulnerable thing about me. I think. I think that is the that would be my Achilles heel. Truth be told, that subject bothers me a lot. Your own uh, ability, the way that you see yourself, and the, uh, or the way that yeah. you think other people see you, yes. and uh, that not being attractive. Absolutely, to them. yeah, yeah. Well, and the whole idea of uh, now, okay, so it goes both ways. So I've been, 
God, it sounds like a fucking a faggy pity party. I don't, I don't feel bad for myself most of the time. But I, I will say there are times where it does get to me. Like, so there are great empowering things whenever it comes to the fact that I've sort of been a lifelong bachelor, as it were. Um, I'm not afraid to do things by myself. Mm-hmm. So if I want to do it, I, I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's wonderful. It's also been great as far as the fact that I can I, – I don't have to be flexible for anybody. Sure. I can do exactly the sorts of things that I want to do for me when I want to do them. Mm-hmm. That can be very advantageous, uh, uh, especially as a performer and somebody who does stuff, you know, and, and I can do things on the fly. Yeah. Um, that makes it nice because, you know, I go to my day job, um, which I hate with an undying passion. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, – but it pays my bills, so how lucky I am. <laughs> and then I, um, <laughs> and then I, you know, perform mm-hmm. quite a few nights out of the week. Mm-hmm. Um you know, which I'm very fortunate that I have a couple of standing gigs at the Flatiron. Uh, so I perform every Wednesday and Thursday, and that's great. Wonderful. Yeah, and that, how fortunate I am. And mm-hmm. you know, that's a very lucky place to be. And then I get to do a lot of other stuff during the week. Um, so, And I don't have to be reliable. The part that sucks is whenever you do a gig where you're really happy, you know? Yeah. And then it's the the anticlimactic ending. Yeah. That's the part that sucks. That's whenever it sucks to go home by yourself. Sure. You know the part that sucks sometimes for me is, um, you know, it's interesting. I've had I have a, a lot of older friends, like in their many, most of them are dead now. But I mean, but I still have one who's alive, who's uh, Dorothy's ninety, and so uh, and I just visited her in Ohio. We we're talking about this, and she said when her husband died, she's like, it's really kind of it can be very oppressive to be. A single person because couple people uh, or people who do that sort of thing, as you get older, they don't want to – They do you don't hang out with them. So yeah. like – so the bummer sometimes is uh, I want to do something and I will do it anyway. But seriously, people don't want to hang out with single people. Right. And I find that a lot myself. Yeah, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, as I get older where it's like uh, 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 I don't have buddies as far as like in normal social situations, whenever I happen to not be performing or doing something with uh, comedy related, you know, to do something, mm-hmm. it's hard to find people to do stuff with. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, that's, and that can be kind of challenging. I mean, I have a ton of friends, but um, but everybody sort of at this point in my life kind of in the business of uh, performing and so it, it can be challenging to you know yeah. i i definitely I um so that's yeah that's tricky i think there is a specific thing to this community that uh at least in my experience in it it's very um hard to um differentiate between people that you have worked with creatively and people who you consider your friends and people who you go to when you want to just do a social thing. You know what I mean? No, there are all sorts of layers. Well, okay. So my closest friends Mm -hmm. are Mm stand-ups because they're not pussies. Yeah. Okay. And real (laughs) stand-ups. Not someone who says, I do stand-up sometimes. You're not a fucking stand-up. You don't do stand-up. You get people who do it many times a week. Well, when you're a stand-up and you you, you get paid sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sure. I think that is important as far as money to a degree. I don't get paid a ton myself, Mm -hmm. but... you make some at uh, but Flat- I make money. Well, not Flatiron. I mean, Flatiron does take donations as far as that, and 
you know, make it a point. Scott Goldstein, his whole idea is, you know, to make sure that performers do get paid. Sure. You know, marvelous talent. Not a lot, but something. And that is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 but so I'm not getting but, – but I'm not getting paid that way because that's – that's you know give it to other people. I got a good job. Sure, but uh, oh, that, they job. Cool, but, good. That's but but I do get paid gigs. Me. But I do get paid gigs. Cool, and so uh, uh, you know, and that's nice. Yeah. However, um, it's not anything that's going to supplement for my income. Sure, and it's uh, not something that you could even consider leaving. No, your job. not at all. But yeah. it is, I think, important, uh, and I think that's where a lot of improvisers. Uh, or just sketch people get a really weird, skewed view of what it is that they do, yes. where they do not even have the concept of of the idea of possibly getting paid, yes. which is absurd. Which does add so, and then yeah, there is a level of drama and amateurism, frankly, that is within and desperation. I think uh, yes, I totally agree. I think part of the problem is that certain. Um, people start to think that they deserve something right. this like big grand deserving you know, just, 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 because yes. they haven't been paid for so long. You know what I mean? They, well, they take what? advantage of people. In I situations. think there's something. Well, or they themselves come up with the delusion. So, like for example, last night uh, I uh, I was uh, teaching a class, and after the class mm-hmm. was done, uh, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine who was doing the uh, uh, tech for uh, uh, conservatory graduation shows. And I went into uh, the theater and meet up with him because we were going to hang out afterwards. And I'm in the ETC theater, and it's empty mm-hmm. and looking at it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but think to myself, you know, what a marvelous, you know, privilege it is to perform at this second city. That's a great thing. You know, it, 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 I'm glad. If it were not in existence, we would not have a Chicago comedy scene at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. So that is the sun in which we all rotate around. Mm-hmm. Love it or hate it, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the institution is worth. But – when I think about the obsession that people have for those – just in that stage, six jobs, six jobs, that's it, you know, and and 12 jobs whenever you took it, the main stage, any TC stage, mm-hmm. and how really insignificant and small that stage is. I mean really when you look at it physically, physically how oh. small and insignificant that, that room is. Sure. I mean, when you compare it to someone like, you know, you go to the Lyric Opera or something like, yeah. you know what I mean? But this is like not, but the obsession, the absolute obsession. It drives people it's, insane. It's tragic. It's tragic. It it's fucking ridiculous. away from doing things that they could be doing as well, a having result fun. of like chasing. Yeah. Fun. Jesus. Yes. Right? From just having fun and enjoying the thing that they do. But that's the difference between a comedic actor and a comic. Huh. There are a ton of, if you will, will, comedic actors that you'll find at Second City, at I.O., and to some extent at The Annoyance. Uh, uh, But they're not comedians. The vast majority. I would never – I would not call them comedians. Differentiating because you don't feel like they appreciate the actual fun of what they're doing? Because they don't have fun. Okay. They don't even get it. Sure I understood they don't understand. Yeah, they yeah. don't understand what that is. They don't get it. They, they, you know, I mean, as far as the function of it. And I think there's something about being a solo act mm-hmm. that differentiates. I really do. I mean, there's something different. And there, and there becomes something kind of highfalutin and snotty about sort of sketch and improv stuff. For sure. Uh, I think. Now, that's not to say it's... that there isn't snobbiness within stand-up as well. There is, for sure. And that certain sort of 
nerdy egoism that's there as well. No mm-hmm. question. So I'm not diminishing. I think there would kind of have to be for most people to be compelled to do that. Right. Yeah, as a solo performer. But there is something different where it's like where there's an uh, this sort of uh, hypersensitivity and weakness. Mm-hmm. Weak. <laughs> Weak people mm-hmm. are drawn to this because it's a team it's support because it's a support thing and it's like you have no fucking balls that's not to say everybody but it is very annoying so that becomes it challenging so within the friendship lot. thing and a tricky thing too is there's a lot of people the, the, the cool thing about uh, 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 I think my closest friends, but see, not I should have friends who aren't in comedy at all. But uh, that becomes challenging as well. It's incredibly it becomes challenging. But but again, because uh, you know that's who you're around. I don't have anything to talk to with other people. So I mean, so yeah. it becomes challenging. Yeah, yeah. But um, but then a point of contention in my yeah, own I don't know. relationship at times, right? So, yeah, because oh, yeah. he doesn't like being around me when I'm with other people who perform as comedians. I understand. Because it's all we talk about. Yeah. Well, because and, but, I mean, he's a he uh, is also a creative person, which I believe is the only way yeah. it works at all. Yeah. Uh, but he f- always just immediately feels alienated, sure. and he should, you know, like not he should. That's not well, a fair way to say that, but you know what I mean. I do. He has every right to feel alienated yes. in a room of people who all speak this totally unique, not totally unique, but I'm, I'm uh, proving all of these yeah, like, yeah, yeah. ego things yeah, yeah. as we go along. But I think I, you understand what I'm saying. I do. It's just, I don't know. I mean, it, but that's all deflecting the fact that, you know, I, I am insecure when it comes to that thing. Uh, as a rule, I am uh, very content with many things in my life and I have no reason to complain. I feel very sure. fortunate. I really do. Uh, uh, I have to convince myself constantly. I really, really do. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but, uh, and, and I'm, I wouldn't trade my life for anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get to do by and large exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. And I have a job that affords me to live the kind the of lifestyle I want that. and to do the things that I want to do, which I can't, I, uh, I will complain about because it's my right as a living being. Sure. But, right. uh, but honestly, my life's pretty fucking splendid. Uh, especially compared to most people in the world who have ever existed. So I'm not going to be a fucking cock about that. But uh, that's, yeah, that's that. I, I don't know. I have nothing else to say about it. I. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have to ask me? I feel like, to what are the things that I'm trying to think about, like, what I would typically, uh, how I would typically move this. Oh, you know what I would say as far as that? I really do think that oftentimes, whether it be in, in the community of people who are trying to do comedy or whether it be just people at large, there is a serious shortage of fun right now, <laughs> okay. I think. I think within our society at large. I think people are so nervous of all sorts of stuff or they take themselves so seriously. And I'm not even talking about like important issues of of race or sexuality or what kind of where we started. But just in general, when it comes to the concept of taking themselves so seriously, they cannot have fun. It is hard for people to have fun. They truly are, as my uh, 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 11th grade English teacher uh, and the first person I came out of the closet to, Mrs. Sands, used wow. to say, she said, uh, 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 don't be a legend in your own mind. Huh. And I really believe that so many people truly believe that they are they are so important whenever in in reality all of these rules and all of these things that we create in order to give ourselves the sense of importance 
are all made up. It's all imaginary. Mm-hmm. We made it all up. The mm-hmm. rules, the the titles, all the crap, mm-hmm. it's all made up. Mm-hmm. It's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Mm-hmm. It's just not real. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have enough people that agree to your importance. It makes you feel Well, that like makes that's it real. It makes it real because we all agree to believe it is real. Mm-hmm. So the president of the United States, just as the, an extreme example, the president has significance and power because we – the people of the United States have mutually agreed that that position has that power. Sure. Period. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. It's just another person. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it, there's no difference. Like, there's no quantifiable difference of importance between that position and that individual who holds that office and me. None. None. Whatsoever. Other than they have that title and I don't. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, there's really no quantifiable difference. Uh, and so that's so that's the extreme example, but that could be the case at anything mm-hmm. whenever it looks at a sense of self-importance. So like whenever somebody goes, oh, my God, I was at Kmart, and uh, I, can you believe how much they charge for socks? <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe tube socks go for that much. Yeah. Jesus, what a world we live in that tube sure. socks are so expensive. Right. You know, and they really – think that's important like that's a defining point of their day Uh that that could ruin their fucking day somebody's day was ruined today on this day by the price of by the price of tube socks at kmart swear to god and and that's and that's a truth that's Mm -hmm. a reality that's ridiculous you know or people that say oh my god it's six months until Christmas, and I haven't even started my shopping yet. Right. Or, oh, my God, it's six months until the 4th of July, and I haven't even started planning the barbecue. Right. You know, all of this stuff. And, and people really do create these sense of importance, thinking that that's the way the world has always been. Mm-hmm. They believe that the world post-World War II, this modern world that we live in that's created the toxic swirl in the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> okay, that that world has been the way it's always been. Uh-huh. And it's not. That's crazy. People are insane. And and yet, you know, at, at times I'm called the eccentric one, but but that's I guess the role of a of a comedian to point out the bullshit of the masses. Where, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Cuz it's like, well, I don't know. I'm not the eccentric one at all in reality, I think. I you know, but maybe not. Who knows? I'm so, so fucking to crazy. You, so <laughs> to me that that like I agree with you, and I think it's really interesting, and it helps us all put our lives right. in perspective. Uh, but again, we live in a society, too, I guess with the companionship thing. Is that's that, kind of where I Yeah, was right? Heading. Okay. Is that uh, – um, You want someone to share all of that uh, importance with. You want someone else to feel like your thing is as important as you yeah, do. Yeah, it gives me affirmation. I think mm-hmm. we all want affirmation. Mm-hmm. I want to be affirmed that the stupid bullshit that I do – is meaningful to somebody. And the but reason- I'm conditioned. But I'm conditioned to believe that I need that. Maybe that's even part evolutionary, too. I, I tend to believe it probably there is an evolutionary component. I think so, too. Yeah. But- Especially uh, when you get into, um, you know, that as animals were hardwired to believe that, you know, um, companionship perpetuates life you know right. which is obviously a part of this whole conversation of mm-hmm. um relationships and uh, yep. uh sexuality and all of that kind of ties into that yep. for a sure a lot of fucking in the animal kingdom that's <laughs> it just biting necks and fucking 
<laughs> really uncomfortable, awkward sex. Biting fucking necks. That's what animals do. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of biting and necks. Like, spined penises and oh, yeah. things like that. Real to weird. Make looking. sure it gets in there. Oh, yeah. Gets it just the got job a snag. Done. Just yeah. get in there. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Barbs and corkscrews and yeah. insanity. Not a lot of fun. Yeah. Not a lot of fun. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I definitely know that mm-hmm. that has to be a part of it, uh, in terms of the hardwiredness yeah. that you mentioned. But I also, it's impossible to deny that it's not societal. Well, a, oh, sure. Yeah. There's something about it. I mean, that's the whole like sad sack thing where I'm like, oh God, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I mean, you, so you know, that's a tr- Why that's do you, yeah. um, and this is probably a difficult question to answer from your current perspective. Is it? Why do you think that's something <laughs> that you'll never achieve? Do you think you're just like too oh, far well, past it? No, and like I don't anything? think that's, I think that's ridiculous. Or do you think that's I, hyperbolic? Or? Totally hyperbolic. Okay. Yeah, just but, making sure, yeah, 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 just yeah, making no. sure that I should, uh, no. I should sweep that into the, um, we're all Ken dolls who don't fuck. I uh, tend to think, <laughs> I tend to think at this, I think as I get older, it's, it's less likely. Okay. That I will say. I mean, sure. I think that's absolutely a fact. Fair. I have friends who disagree. They, they, I have friends who vehemently disagree. They say, oh, no, Mike, as you get older, you will be more desirable. I have a very hard time understanding their, their belief in that. I think it's their own naive desperation. But <laughs> I also I don't I think would, I'm a Christopher Isherwood type. I don't think that's going to happen. What's I'm, it, Chris, I'm not going to find a Don Bacardi. I'm, it's not I don't happen. understand the. I'm not familiar. Look it this up, is gang. Over my head. Look it up, gang. Okay, okay. There's a great documentary called uh, 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 What is it? Uh, Chris and Don, I think. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, Christopher Isherwood is the uh, great English author who wrote uh, like Berlin Diaries or uh, A Single Man. Oh, and, oh, uh, oh, oh. Yeah, and uh, that's what uh, Berlin Diaries and all that stuff is what uh, the musical uh, Cabaret is based oh, upon. Don, oh, I see, I see, Don I see. Don McCarty is his uh, much younger and long time, I believe, they were in a relationship for 30 years wow. until uh, Isherwood died. Don Bacardi's the very famous now portrait artist who's now in his 80s. He's still alive, but quite elderly at this point. Wonderful. Yeah. A, a perfect example, which is what I assumed. I right. just uh, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be Christopher Isherwood. I'm not too finding, misinformed to yeah. follow. Um, I, I find it highly unlikely I will find a Don Bacardi. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, I, I but think, who knows? Yeah, but 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 who knows? Um, I think that there, I would love to like have the conversation with you about, um, Hmm. how people, I think it goes along with the concept of there being a shortage of fun and, uh, and taking oneself too seriously. I try not to. Anytime I start to feel too certain about anything, I really have to remind myself of how fucking stupid I am. Yeah, sure. Um, That's I, why I think I get so annoyed with the uh, 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 sort of sketch and improv and mm-hmm. even, even stand-up studio. It's just people are so so There's a lot of earnesty and self-importance. Yeah, just have fun. I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. It's all bullshit. We made up all the rules anyway. It's all it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. And yeah. I also think about that a lot. Funny, but be funny, too. That doesn't mean that you just <laughs> yeah. have fun. Like, don't be fucking horrible. Yeah. And know when you're don't, horrible. Don't oh, be, treat people poorly just because you think that it will get you somewhere because that's bullshit. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I mean, because yeah, it's, it's nonsense. Be good. It doesn't matter how you do it. But, you know, it is good if you're 
aspiring to do comedy, if they're not laughing, that should be a sign. Sure. I think that a lot of this factors into uh, the way that traditional relationships – or, excuse me, the way that relationships are uh, viewed from – like societal normy type sure. ways in terms of like um because everyone is taking everyone the sweeping everyone is taking themselves too seriously and taking their relationship too seriously and where they're going with their lives right they uh jump into things that that particular relationship may not be pr- ready for um i'm talking about things like taking steps like moving in together taking steps like engagement or whatever that looks like to you and your own background, yeah. I think that's definitely part of that conversation. I know a guy uh, who asked me. I go, I don't know him well, but I met him actually uh, uh, just at a bar. <laughs> and he he's I uh, he's a a doctor. He's he's thirty eight, a doctor, a medical doctor. Now he's in private practice as a business he's in business like a consultant and the ceo of a company he's a millionaire wow okay married three children okay he's a fucking pussy ass weakling (laughs) fucking weak but he did it all right like if so if you look at the outside it's like you know millionaire to start with millionaire in his 30s okay wow three kids lovely children from ages 10 to like I don't know, like three or four or something. Or no, kindergarten, so five. Okay. Uh, wife, beautiful wife. You know, uh, she doesn't have to work. Mm-hmm. You know, stays home. Because he's, cause he's a millionaire. mentioned yeah. millionaire. Living in a gorgeous apartment, condo thing or whatever. I haven't been there, but I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, enough so that all, I believe all the children have their own room. So, wow. I mean, yeah, in Chicago. So anyway, but he's a fucking pussy. And his wife, but everything's right. But his wife doesn't love him. <laughs> and he's a kind of a horn dog too, but he's not cheating at all because he's a fucking weakling. Mm-hmm. And he is, as Patrice O'Neill would put it, his wife's food. <laughs> so she doesn't respect him. She does not respect him. <laughs> and she decided to like cheat on him and didn't tell him for two and a half months, even though they kind of discussed an open relationship. But he was yeah. a pussy about it and didn't want wow. to. That's not how polygamy works. That's yeah. not how it works effectively. And then she's like, after the fact, because he's totally. Uh, what if, what if, yeah. uh, well, no, but then her he, telling him yeah. or them talking about having an Oprah relationship. Right. Is that what you're saying? Is not well, how Polly everywhere Yeah, but. Because I think that also factors into this whole conversation yeah, of like. Yeah, well, they're not being parents to their children. So from the outside looking in, they're not being parents to their children. They're just going to school and then coming home. And, they, and the guy's like, oh, well, the kids aren't affected by any of this trouble with mommy and daddy. Right. I'm like, you're retarded. Bullshit. I'm like, you're, yeah. you're 38. You have friends. Too. You, weren't a, you were a kid not that long ago. Yeah. Like, how do you forget? Yeah. Like, read read a biography of, like, anyone. Don't you and, remember being and in? factor in how much that becomes well, like, a part of their life. Not even that. Like, dude, Your own like, life. Not that long ago. Like, you were in high school not that Do you remember how fucked up some of that stuff was with your fucking friends? Friends, parents, are, oh, absolutely, or, yeah. right? And it's like, holy shit! I have friends who I can absolutely right. cite, like yeah. the way that their relationships were affected by what was oh, going yeah. on between their parents. So like, it's not well. I got, and he's like, the youngest kid's really acting up, and I'm like, because you're fucking losing your mind. Like, what? The life at your house is fucked. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and oh, you're so, surprised. So you're telling me your ten year old daughter, your fucking ten year old daughter, doesn't know, and you're not even talking about that. You're talking about well, well, maybe I, I just had some time to be alone. Jesus this is where the modern Christ. man bothers me—the pussification of of uh, uh, of our country in this way—and I mean this sincerely. 
There is, you know, there was something beneficial to the concept of guys hazing each other. Wow. About ball busting and being fucking guys. That's really interesting. You know, and people will say, no, that's sexist bullshit. No, there was something to that because we got a bunch of weak fucking men who are a bunch of pussies and pansies and can't be men. And I will go so far as, and I back Patrice O'Neill up in this. I agree with him because these are his words and not mine. Women don't want to date or be with their food. Yeah. You know, they want an equal. I'm not saying the women can't. Women, they got to be. I, 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 will, to I can say that I have certainly been in past relationships where it was a massive turnoff to hear like whininess. Right. Or like, uh, and most more often than not it was something it would be because i wasn't interested enough in spending yeah. time with them and more interested in doing something else that i would have rather done right? which is like a red flag in a relationship regardless but uh, because i wanted to do something else right. the person that i was with would be whiny about like we never get to spend time oh it's bullshit yeah right? like earn and it. that would earn be it. like no. the most that would be the biggest way to get me to just like run I mean, for the hills surely men want a woman who is in control of her shit who's got her shit together you know but i i think women want a man a man don't be a fucking pussy like this fucking crybaby bullshit. This guy, this CEO, this millionaire, was crying. Was crying to me. He texted me and I went, okay, I'll meet you after work. I meet him at a coffee shop, okay? He's fucking crying like a pussy. He's crying. You said you met him in a bar originally? Yeah. Wow. He's crying at a coffee shop. Crying. And I'm like, and he didn't even bring up his children. I'm like, you're going to be a fucking father. Well, I said, where is your fucking wife? He's like, she just texted me. She went to the movies. The day before, she threatened to blackmail to take the children and move because she wanted to take a trip to London with her girlfriends. And, and I'm like, she, your fucking wife, who cheated on you and who still cheated. She said, well, we, didn't ha- we did not fuck. Now, I don't believe that. She fucked. She fucked. I don't believe. She fucked. Because you only found out because you looked at the phone. She fucked. Oh, she's really? Fuck yeah, she fucked. Oh, he saw a thing, and he was like, what's this? And yeah, she was right? like, nothing happened, oh, yeah. so well, it's no, probably no, no, bullshit. The house of cards went down, and she's like, oh, oh no, gotcha. she fucked. She fucked. Gotcha. She totally fucked. She fucked around. I'm like, it's over. I'm like, where's your wife while you're crying? And the day before, she blackmailed to try to take the children to go because she wanted to She gallivant. wanted to take them on the trip? No, she wanted to go on a trip she was to London. To, and he wouldn't yeah. let her, so she was no, like, I'm going to take my kids put his foot away down. from you. Yeah, that's right. Well, she brought it up passive-aggressively. And then he's like, like a well, fucking. Yeah, I mean, anyone, yeah. right. uh, all of this information. No, because she's a fucking lens. princess. She doesn't have to do anything. The kids are all in school age. So she's just hanging out all day, fucking getting their nails done, going shopping. Literally, his words, not mine. And hanging out, you know. And and then uh, the kids come up. They have nanny. They have a nanny. And they have a nanny, <laughs> but she doesn't have a job. No. God. I know, right? Uh... And so the whole thing is, it's like, oh, man, she's cheating on you. And if she loved you, she'd be here right now. I said, because the day before, she tried to blackmail with the kids so she could take a trip with her girlfriends to go to fucking London. But you are being a pussy. So this is a problem that I have. So so I, then I look at something like that. Okay. Yeah. So here's why I bring this up in general. Yeah. I bring this up 
in general. And then I told him, I said, oh, and you're not even being a man. Why aren't you being a father to your children? Why aren't the children important? They have no, they have no power in this situation. Why aren't you doing something? You don't even, he didn't even bring up the kids. I brought up the kids. He didn't even bring it up. He was so fucking worried with he and his wife. They're such fucking selfish they're tools between they're, the two of them. They're selfish fucking tools and not even worried about their fucking kids. It's ridiculous. They're not even they don't even care. He's too busy fucking crying. And I told him, I said, well, this is why you don't come to me for marriage. I said, your wife doesn't love you. I said, because she got a babysitter then while he's crying and she went to the movies with her friends. She went to the movies. She left yeah. the children at home. Got their sitter or nanny or whatever, and then she went to the fucking movies while he's crying like a fucking baby. It's terrible. And I told him, I said, your wife doesn't love you. I said, you need to grow a fucking pair of balls and kick this fucking bitch out to the curb. This cheating fucking piece of shit who threatened to use your children as blackmail. I said, but but no. you." And then. And then he's like a big pussy. He's like, well, I think you're wrong. And I'm like, well, well fuck you. <laughs> After we've been sitting there for an hour and a half, it's like, I think you're wrong. I'm like, I don't even know you. And you think that I'm fucking wrong. And you, you came to you me motherfucker. for a companion because the person that you chose in your life to keep as a companion. This was last Tuesday. This was my fucking Tuesday night last week. That motherfucker. I was going to go home and do my laundry. And that motherfucker, my one night off, he fucking wastes my time. Uh, going out the one night I don't have a gig where I'm going to do my laundry and I'm hearing this crybaby millionaire and he's a fucking two. And then he started because the place like closed. So we're at this coffee shop. So we were there for like until 830. The place closed at seven. The the coffee waitress <gasps> is still there. No. Oh, no. No. She had a fucking agenda. This fucking hipster. She heard the whole fucking thing. They started flirting. And then. Oh, my I God. Went, I went to go use the bathroom. And then as I'm walking out, I start joking. I think they fucked. I think they fucked right there at the coffee shop. I think they fucked in so the coffee wait, shop. So wait, you went to the bathroom? By the time I come back out, those two were fucking like at it. He's fucking wiped away his tears. And this fucking pro, this fucking, this fucking tattooed fucking pro girl. Looking at this looking little at this malleable. Weak ass fucking pussy millionaire. It's like. And she was. She became the fucking tiger. And she saw, this is my food. See, this is what that was. These now, she'll fuck. I think she did. And she'll get some mileage So you th- you left them alone? I is left them because I'm like, I could uh, smell it. I'm like, this is some fucking rebound sex in the making. Wow. She left it. Why else did she leave the place open for an hour? An hour she's and like, a half. She's like, and she's she like. She would have left oh, no. so long she's like, she's like, oh, it takes so long to clean up. And I'm like, oh, Bitch. Bitch. You're yes. listening to every word. You listen to every fucking word of this pussy. you in the whole room. That's it. That right? is so... I think he fucked the fucking barista. Fascinating. He fucked the barista. Or I should say the barista fucked him. Yeah, that's she good fucked point. him. Good point. Uh-uh. No, 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 because he's a fucking pussy. Anyway, I hate everyone. So this would be a situation <laughs> where I'd look at it and I'd be like, oh my God, Mike, your life sucks. You can't do anything. You know, and this is what you want. And then I see what it is. And you're and like, it's like, I don't want that. Fuck that bullshit. So I don't know what I want. So I'm actually, I, so I don't know. So I think So I me, want companionship in a way, I suppose. But then other parts of me, it's like, God, people fucking suck yeah. balls. I don't want it. And I think that, so but I think that people stay and things like that because they're, 
because part of it is because yeah. they rush into things like that because they go, oh, well, we've been dating Well, yeah, they've been together since college. They were together since college. See? They were married for 15 fucking years. 15 years. My uncle was married to my aunt for at least that long. Yep. I think almost exactly that long. And she cheated on him with someone that she met on World of Warcraft. And then they got a divorce. I don't <laughs> mind the cheat. You know what? And honestly, I don't mind the fucking cheating. I don't mind the cheating. But be smart. Don't get caught. Yeah. Don't get caught. If you're going to cheat, if you're going to cheat, oh, I don't, oh, whatever. It's so stupid. I, I hate everyone. <laughs> I just, I really do. It's so dumb. I mean, so, because these I selfish know. pricks inevitably were going to cheat on each other. I of think, course they were going to cheat. I think the, of course, based on, you know, what you talked about and that whole living situation. So I don't even understand. So I don't know okay. the whole thing. The whole thing is fucking re- crazy to me. Yeah. I don't understand. So to me, a lot of where all this comes from is that people feel like they have to like go through the motions of I don't know what they assume is a, a successful relationship right. because we're conditioned to go like, oh, I first I do this and then I do this right. and then I do this, and then I get a house, and then I have a family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just a checklist. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I, th- I told him the only reason that that woman did not leave you, the only reason is because she has not figured out a way to maintain the, the lifestyle. The life that she created. Exactly. Because she likes all of these bells and whistles, so if she leaves him, and she knows she has all the power. So she could. She is the power. It. She, she has is the all, alpha. She has yep. all the power, but she doesn't have any of the... The, she doesn't have the food. She doesn't have the food. Well, she doesn't have the cash, but it is her food. No, but she yeah, I, I mean, I meant that. By she doesn't bring in the money. You're right. She doesn't. She's not the breadwinner. The proverbial bacon. The, but there's the no fucking way that she's not going to walk out of this with half of the with shit that he has. And all that. Oh my god. Oh, absolutely. He is fucked because they were too stupid. Oh, yeah. Because she knew the whole time. Probably oh, no. that she owns it. She wins. There is no way she loses. She wins. She wins. I mean, that's also, but that it's just like the way yep. our society is structured. And he's the one that walks away. But I don't even feel bad for him because he's a fucking pussy. Because he did it to himself. Piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. And probably ended up getting fucked and by the barista. He's letting it happen to himself. He got he's fucked by the barista. He's letting things happen to himself. The barista. He let the barista fuck him. That's right. He let the barista <laughs> fuck him. Yeah. And with a bunch of fucking dirty dishes. That is too funny. Disgusting. That is fucking filthy. Too funny. Uh-huh. That, that was how that whole thing yep. ended. If you live in Chicago. It's the coffee shop next to Trader Todd's. That's the one. You can smell the desperation and sex in the back. The one to Trader Todd's. Yep, there's a brand new coffee shop right next to Trader Todd's. Right there in Boys Town. There's a little fucking shitty coffee shop right there. Very bougie. I would never go there again. It's fucking appalling. Yeah, it's this, vulgar. This is a man who likes um, his coffee from 7-Eleven. And no I way. like coffee from 7-Eleven. I just like sure. coffee in general. I think yeah, McDonald's I like coffee, coffee is very bad. I, but otherwise, I drink pretty much anything. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not into McDonald's. I like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Mm-hmm. I like 7-Eleven coffee. Uh, like gas station coffee as a rule. Like a diner coffee. I, I like my, yeah. I the only coffee that I've consistently had that I have said this is bad. I don't want to drink it is McDonald's. I, I like IHOP coffee. No, I don't like Starbucks regular coffee. I think a Starbucks, lot of people complain Starbucks, about Starbucks. Starbucks regular coffee. I I like far less. I'll drink McDonald's coffee. There's not much to it, but I would much rather. But I I would much rather have McDonald's coffee over Starbucks. Starbucks, Starbucks regular coffee is fucking 
disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's burnt and gross. Yeah, that's what I I love says. all their mixed stuff. I like all the crap. Mm-hmm. Like all that the frappuccino, all the fancy drinks. macchiato, bullshit. That, I love all of it. They know how to make espresso, but the drip is bad. Don't yeah. like the drip. Yeah. A lot of people do. I'm clearly in the minority. I've tried both at McDonald's, and I can't stand either, so maybe it's just me. I don't fucking know. Um. What else? Yeah, I think, <laughs> okay, uh... I've I feel like I've tackled the couple of things that I wanted to by bringing that up and that's that, fine. what a beautiful like response to that thought because that's even way farther down the line than I ever really considered because in my brain yeah. I was only thinking about the concept of just kind of settling at the start of all that, you know, yeah. like these people who, because they were together in college, who knows? Well, you sure you look at your ideals. That's the whole thing. You look at the ideal that you, you think that this is everything. Mm-hmm. This is what I've dreamed of. Mm-hmm. Like a big fucking piece of shit that you are. But you think that that's all right, but it's not. You 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 believe this fantasy. You fall in love with the idea mm-hmm. of what it is. You fall oh, in love absolutely. with the idea. Absolutely. Right? I I yep. I truly believe there are people who fall in love with ideas of yep. people, ideas of yep. relationships, ideas of this fucking comedy bullshit. It goes back any to that. It, they fall in it. love with the idea of um, being on a right. Herald team, and you know, or or just being famous or being Tina Fey or whatever. Sure, sure. And like, I don't think I'd want to be Tina Fey. I don't think I want that. Yeah. No. I don't think so either. I a lot think of it, pressure, it lot would of absolutely yeah. change every f- aspect of your life. Yeah. I mean, to be that high on the the echelon. Well, yeah, because then it means that you have a lot of responsibility to mm-hmm. people. Like people rely on you. Like mm-hmm. they like you are responsible. I mean, there are people that I think are in kind of a pretty fun position. Sure. If you look at I think uh I think Amy Poehler seems to be in a pretty fun position. I tend to think her I read position, her book and I thought it was wonderful, stressful I, to the degree, sure. Yes. but but I think but I think she's in a lot. I think she's having a lot more fun than Tina Fey. But I don't <laughs> think Tina Fey, from all that I've heard, I don't think she would ever allow herself to have the kind sure. of fun because I don't think that. Yeah. and I don't think you get that. Kind of yeah. is the difference between their two like yeah. memoirs. Well, you don't get to that sort it's, of executive it's bossy pants right. versus yes please. Even if you just look at the titles, right. Right. you know. Yeah, it shows their aesthetic of who they are. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you get to the uh, production executive level that Tina Fey is sort of in as a producer mm-hmm. of content. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get to that level unless you have a, a certain type of aggressiveness. Uh, uh, and and that Ill, that precludes you from having as much fun as somebody else. Um, now I think Louis C.K. is in a really uh, uh, unique. It appears, but again, I don't know any of these people, so maybe I'm wrong. But it appears as if Louis C.K. is is one of the very unique people who has this sort of compartmentalized brain where he sort of has his cake and eats it too. But that's purely for him. I don't think everybody could have what he has. Uh-huh. Just because he, by nature of who he is, can. Uh-huh. Does that make any sense? Sure. Yeah. I get it. I think he can. He has his cake and eats it, too, whenever it comes to he can do all these things that he wants. Because I also think yeah. that that's how he – that's why everyone looks at Louis yeah. and goes, that's what I want. Is but I, think is I want a, a yeah. network to give me money and say, make whatever you want. Or, well, like his new web series that he just started. He uh, paid, I don't know anything about this. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, he just started a brand new web series. He didn't tell anyone about it. No advertising, and he just dropped it. They're now on episode three. I forget what it's called. Wow. 
Uh, it's I hear it's great. It's he and Steve Buscemi, Kurt Metzger's on it. No way. All these fucking people. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. That's the whole thing. They didn't advertise it. He paid for it. All these phenomenal actors and actresses are on it. Uh, it's incredible. And uh, 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 I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard so many good things. It just came out like two weeks ago. And uh, and yeah, but he put up the money. He just does. But see, but w- with that comes a totally different sort of commercial concept of what it is that he's doing. Like sure. he's, you know, uh, and he doesn't get the sort of net payout. Like he's not the wealthiest, you know, mm-hmm. working comic. But – but but his mind allows him for whatever reason to to have these sort of ambitions to make these things happen, uh, and I don't know I I don't think I'm the sort of person that could do that. What do you uh, make uh, of uh, just because I feel like it's pertinent to the conversation of talking about him as a creator and as ooh, someone who yeah. kind of compartmentalizes the way that his art is perceived or viewed yeah. or or or. or um, taken in do you have you like read anything or heard anything about this uh, accusations that he has like um oh you're talking about the masturbation assault, thing with yeah, yeah. no he didn't assault anybody i know exactly i know somebody who knows no no i know yeah no 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 uh uh uh, uh he and uh, uh two women who were <laughs> known for fooling around were all fucked up they're all a bunch of people who were fucked up okay and you know, like a stupid thing, as we all know, someone who's been in a situation where something stupid has happened uh, 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 was like, you know, fucking whipping out his dick in mm-hmm. front of these. And no, there was no big deal about it. Interesting. There was, there was no big deal about it at all. It was like something stupid that happened. It was nothing weird. There was no Cosby thing about it. Uh, 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 the, the people who have told me this are, are know very, it firsthand. Yeah, firsthand. And there was nothing to it. This is something that was swept, like, not even. This is like the past. This is like ancient. This is like bringing up your college stupid thing of like whenever you drank too much jungle juice and puked purple really? on your friend's bed. This is what that situation is. Interesting. Totally. Uh, uh, the idea of anything otherwise is taken to an extreme and absurd. And if it were real, especially at this point, if there were any merit to it, it would have destroyed him. It's just not real. I think. I mean, especially in the age that we live in, if there was anything that were substantiated that were real to this. Because uh-huh. look at how fast it took with Bill Cosby for this whole thing to explode. Uh, yeah, were, but if, it took it coming up a bunch of times. No, it only happened once. It was only Animal Burst brought up one thing, and then all of a sudden, But he had boom. been accused of things. I mean, he but went to court for it in the past. Before you're saying the internet before age. Before the internet, before I see, the viral I see, stuff. I see, I see. Okay. I, mean, I just wanted to make that, sure. Nope. Uh, before the viral stuff. Oh, absolutely. The stuff with Cosby and coming up forever. But I mean, but... Oh, no, no. I mean, when it comes to... Uh, uh, so you think that because it's been, like, called into yeah. the world of the Internet and it hasn't blown out of proportion, it if, is unsubstantiated Well, I know as... that... Well, I, A, I know firsthand that it is bullshit. Yeah. So the whole thing... I mean, I know this is a, this is, this is a fact. That situation, anyway... Huh. Uh, uh, that situation that people bring up that was sort of uh, 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 brought up by... Uh, uh, Jen Kirkman. Kirkman. Yeah, Jen Kirkman uh, is bullshit. Interesting. That is bullshit. Okay. I mean... And she would not know. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know what the intent of bringing that up is or why. Or maybe the story had been twisted or something like that. I just don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, It was one of those things that was just this stupid. We have all been in 
stupid situation. Oh, yeah, sure. I made out with the lesbian once. <laughs> I was wasted, and we made out. Uh-huh. And then, literally, we looked at each other, and we're like, ah! <laughs> that was a horrible thing. Now, she was fluid. Like, she she was bi. She was... But, yeah, that happened. Okay. And we're like, oh, my God. Hilarious. I literally found I, the boobs. I, I found the boobs, and I was like, oh, no! <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, so, I mean... So now I'm not saying that someone can't, you know, has to be totally infallible. I honestly was just interested to see if you. No, no, no. There was no pride in that. And that's the whole thing, though. I mean, with like in the case of Louis, he doesn't even go out of his way to deny it. That's kind of why uh, I like. Why do you think that is? Because I think think right now we live in a hypersensitive time as far as people are looking for people to take down a peg. So if he addressed it, or no, 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 I'm saying he did. Yeah, and he never denied it. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, I said. I mean, he 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 was like, yeah, I did a stupid fucking thing. Yeah, because we were drunk and being retarded. Gotcha. Absolutely. Okay. With two other people who were drunk and being retarded. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was drunk and being retarded. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like Dino, Dino Stamatopoulos, who was yeah. again with that whole crew, mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know, openly talks about all of the gross degenerate oh, stuff. He's yeah, done. No hiding it. But I nobody mean, knows who that guy is. Well, unless you're he's the a real nerd. Of I know. I know who he is. He created Moral Oral yeah. and, and one of the head writers, original guys at Conan, and but, all sorts of things. But I and mean, I group. mean, nobody knows who that guy is. Yeah. Like based, if you say Louis C.K. But even, based, Louis on, but even versus, based on Louis Louis C.K.'s material, he never hides the fact that he was an uncomfortable. Uh, uh, he doesn't know how. See, and I think that's why. Like that's his act. It's not even right. Like, it's not even. Hidden. I think that's why it was yeah. troubling. Was because all I had ever really experienced about the story. I and well, now see, I now feel now like this is a waste of time. No, but here's the whole thing though with Cosby though as well though. Cosby, uh, you know, clearly was a, a fucking rapist. Yeah. Whenever it comes to that, like, there's no question Mm -hmm. about the fact that fucked up stuff was happening from a very arrogant sick man Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i mean uh uh uh, there's no question about that and there had been no question about it for a very long time Mm -hmm. but it was simply i don't know what i think there was an era i think also uh women are feeling more empowered to be like nope that's not cool okay yeah that's not okay like, we can't be okay with this, mm-hmm. you know. But I also think there was a long time where it's like, um, I think that there was also a double standard with some women, even amongst women, where it's like, well, yeah, but, you know, they were at the Playboy Mansion. They had it coming. Oh, for sure. I think that was it. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's a double-edged sword. I think that's that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, just because I knew it existed in the ether, but obviously you're more informed on the well, whole with the Louis issue. thing, with the Louis thing, I just, I know, I just happen to know people who know firsthand. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's And that's the way that is. But uh, and that's his bullshit. I mean, I think to yeah. me, it was just one of those things where, like, if it were true and it were uh, pattern related or, yeah. um, you know, had the malintent. Look at what happens with now that's coming up with Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the moment it gets to that. I mean, so the idea that if there were actual substantiated stuff with Louis C.K. that that wouldn't have come up with the way the Internet age that we have right now. Is crazy. Okay. But it hasn't. With Cosby, on the other hand, it's like, 
like every day there's it's, someone uh, coming out of the woodwork absolutely. of like with something it's like oh it's it's already snowball it's okay. it's an avalanche i think to yeah. me i had but uh, now with like peyton manning i don't want to avoid this though either that guy went after a woman specifically whom he uh uh uh, uh sexually assaulted okay where he stuck her face in his fucking cock and then harassed her for not having sex with him and caused her to lose her job and 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 went after this woman and attacked her career even well after he was out of college and was then a professional football player and still went after and harassed her i mean it's like this weird twisted sick macho thing and then as as a, a history of of uh, of being a harassing asshole and then uh and this whole jocular ignorant southern this is bullshit also, this is something yeah. that surfaced in the last like week or so right? right yeah yeah i feel very i feel similarly about um and is that I think it's, yeah i don't think it's unique to sports but it definitely lends itself to the way that those people are viewed um well that's the whole opposite end of like that's where the fine line happens whenever i talk about the pussification of men mm-hmm. versus this uh, uh, insane oh, idea of like this. Yeah, the the crazy that becomes the macho. So that's where the weird balance is. Yeah, that is. I read this thing about Patrick Kane. That was like it was like a similar thing. It was where like a woman said no, and he was like, "Oh man, this would have been so much easier if you just agreed to go back to my room with me." And it's like, wow, the fact that someone can be in this position of power. Um, and yeah, just, pet, oh, such a pedestal. Well, the trouble is with so many. Well, we create again. Like I said, we create the pedestals. Oh, for we sure. Create it. Oh, yeah. Like what is. OK, so last night I'm at the ale house. I'm at uh, uh, across from Second City mm-hmm. in the bar. Bunch of comics. I know all of them. Yeah. OK. Bunch of stand ups. Some of the best stand ups in the city of Chicago are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the cast of the uh, touring company Second City is at the bar. Seeing another table. And uh, in with them is uh, Hannibal Burris and Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. And it's just us, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, and a lot, of course, a lot of people are kind of paying homage to uh, uh, Hannibal and Chance because they're, you know, the two most famous people in the room mm-hmm. and uh, and all of this stuff. And um, and a lot of that sort of kowtowing and picture taking is is happening. Mm-hmm. I saw some of the pictures. Yeah, you probably, they were all over Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm not in one of them. <laughs> and that was on purpose. Sure. Because I don't do that bullshit. Sure. I don't give a fuck. I think they're both very nice guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 I'm not friends or, or particularly know either one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but they're both very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, from all I can tell, you know. But... Um, you know, it's a. Uh, it's still that pillar cares? building. Is yeah, that but, what you're, you're yeah, but who getting cares? at? Yeah, but who cares? Yeah. Like, why? So what? So what? Like, I mean, it becomes this whole weird ego comparison pedestal. And it's like, they're just at the bar having a drink, too. Yeah. They're with all of us because we all are performers at varying levels. Yeah. Of, 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 at some of point, that hierarchy fame. kind of. Yeah, but who disappears. cares? Right. I was listening to, and it's you, not like there are fans in there. It's we're all right. Comics. It's all comics. We're all performers. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I I um, listened to the um, Alana Glazer and uh, Abby Jacobson episode of WTF with Mark Maron. Oh sure, yes. While I was at work, I heard that one. 
Um, and there broad, was, broad city. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And there was this really interesting part that I think speaks to what you're talking about, uh, and kind of backs it up and definitely goes back to that, like Amy Poehler, Tina Fey conversation and the having fun conversation in the sense that like they asked her to do a part in their web series that's right she was like yes i've been watching it i'd love to and and their minds were you know well through a teacher yeah yeah it was through a teacher they had a connection but at the same time i think that um exacerbate you know not it it, it reaffirms what we're talking about you know what i mean i think the reality if you have a way to that person and they respect what you're already doing two things i think which is important for anyone when it comes to that kind of stuff it's like again i say it doesn't matter what you're doing, but it has to be good. Oh, certainly. So that's the whole thing. Certainly. So that's the whole thing with these, you know, with, with the two of them. She had seen it and knew yeah. it was good. Well, it's not like she was well, going with, blind. And with those, you know, uh, with those women in particular who do Broad City, a program that I have never watched because I don't watch TV at all. <laughs> uh, 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 I have a DVD player. I don't even have the internet. I have no you don't, Netflix. You don't watch Louie? No, no, I haven't watched it in years. I, I mean, wow. I've watched it. I've watched the first two seasons of it uh, on a friend's Netflix. I watched some episodes. I've, I've watched some stuff, uh, 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 but I. But in the last two years, I haven't even had uh, uh, Netflix or anything. I just have books. I'm a very ridiculous. Per- I don't know what I'm doing. So anyway, I read a lot of books, but uh, and I have a DVD player. So, um, but but I hear all this stuff is good and great and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is. Um, they went and just did their own thing. They mm-hmm. they couldn't get oh. on. Yeah, those with those two women. Yeah. they couldn't get on their Herald team. Yeah, and then uh, and then they decided, fuck it, uh, we're gonna do. Let's make this anyway. Yeah, we're gonna do what we want to do because we feel like we have a chemistry, and you know what, we're gonna give it a go. And they, it, it, it had momentum because it was actually funny. Mm-hmm. It was actually effective, and people wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so that all that stuff is important, and it's like if you if. If people aren't booking you or they're not laughing or things are not – if you feel like it's like a rut, you should probably reevaluate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably it's not happening. So with them, they created their own opportunities. But not everybody's meant to do everything. That doesn't mean you can't find your own way. But you also have to be practical mm-hmm. in the sense of maybe that way's not best for me. Maybe I find this. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, find the happy accident. I, I was just reading a, uh, this Cliff Nesteroff book uh, the comedians and they talk about it's great uh, brand new history book of uh, american comedy in the 20th century by cliff nesteroff the comedians great book uh, uh um talking about lauren michaels lauren michaels uh, uh was uh in a comedy duo in canada and i'm, I'm paraphrasing all this stuff and then comedy writer as well but he found after doing that series whenever he was going through the editing room and that and he was a young man in his 20s and um and he found, wow, I really like the production of this. I like creating the content uh, sure. more. Even though he was on TV, he was on TV as a comedy duo. They had their own shows. But he decided, wow, I, I feel like this is like there's a limit to where I'm at. And I'd like to do the production. And now that's an extreme example because Lauren Michaels is one of the most successful people. Producers, yeah, but. I think that the point is not lost, whereas, you know, 
adjust to the situation. I think adjust to the situation is important here. And I think another part of that interview is worth, uh, and you kind of touched on this, but it's like, uh, at least in this comedy world, and I think it probably um, can, you know, it probably applies to other things. I just don't know as much about those things. So I speak to the, the way I know them where comedy is concerned. You know, it's going to a theater to take classes to do the thing that you want to do to meet people (laughs) and not necessarily to become a part of the uh, hierarchy of what that building looks like. Well, you know what? I will. I was reticent to, I teach at second city Mm -hmm. and, um, and I, uh, uh, I teach the performing your story class and I was very reticent to do it at first, honestly, when they asked me because, uh, I, but how cool is that that they asked you to do it? That was really nice. Yeah. It was really nice of a of a yeah. And but uh, and I and I do that. That's very nice. But uh, I was reticent because. But it's you one also of those things, it's also a sign that you made uh, yourself known in a way sure, that sure, it was sure. recognized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. But I um, and that's good. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm a good teacher. Uh, uh, but. My classes are filling, and I get good reviews, so I guess I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of their uh, demonstration shows. They're doing good cool. stuff. The nice thing about my class, though, the Performing Your Story class, which I feel fortunate about uh, since I've been teaching it, is the students that I get as a rule are, are all sorts of different. I get uh, older people. I get moms, a lot of women, a lot of women, uh, mostly women. Hmm. Uh, uh, school teachers, all sorts of professional, different things. But a lot of people who are just interesting in finding a sense of expressing themselves in an interesting and compelling way. Sure. And they're not interested in necessarily being famous. Sure. And they're just looking to find a way of self-expression to be artistic. And I'm sure that makes it so much more yeah, it's interesting a lot more fun. and enjoyable to teach. Sure, because there's, a diff- because there's no agenda. Yeah. So, and the nice thing about my class anyway is there's no, like, direct payoff. So it's mm-hmm. not like you're They want to do well towards... enough in your class to be able to yeah. get a spot at, you know, the On one of the main stages. Or, or Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no. Uh, 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 Bigger dro- stage. Yeah, there's just the only stage that there is is we have a demonstration and then go and do, do your own thing. Sure. You know, and there are tons of storytelling venues and places or whatever there are a ton of stuff in in the city of chicago and in the surrounding suburbs i mean you can you can keep real busy absolutely uh uh, doing if you just want to do that storytelling but um you know whatever that is uh, uh, but um that's what i appreciate because people can just look at self-expression and just have fun without an agenda and i think that's the whole thing it's it's when you remove the self-importance out of things Mm mm-hmm um, whether it be, you know, uh, whatever it is you're doing, mm-hmm. a relationship for that matter, certainly. I think so, too. You know, whenever you're approaching things with an agenda, that's the one thing. When I moved here and started pursuing comedy and doing this stuff, I did it without an agenda. It was mm-hmm. the first time in my life that I went about huh. something without having a strict plan of how it was because the plans always failed. And I was just lucky to have an early midlife crisis and to have avoided all of that bullshit. Um because, you know, I get to have a good time now. That doesn't mean I don't have bad days. Doesn't mean that I don't get frustrated with things. Clearly I do. <laughs> but um but I, I think life's a lot more entertaining. Sure. Uh certainly for me. And that's the most important part. Do am I enjoying myself? 
and am I having fun, and am I not being an asshole? You can be an asshole. I'd rather not because um, I, I like the people to like me as a rule. Mm-hmm. I don't require it, but I would prefer it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so that's my – that's the only thing I hope for, but I don't think that's an agenda. Um, if I am never um, a national or international act, I will be okay. Yeah. I just want to be sure that I'm doing the best kind of work that I can do so that the people that are at least watching it can like and respect and enjoy the sort of material that I produce. Uh, that's the only thing I can really aspire to and that I have to be okay with, uh, uh, whether it's big commercial or not. I sure. can't. Let that worry me. That is a challenging thing. It's just like whenever it comes to the relationship stuff, it is challenging to not be a sad fucking piece of shit, pussy, (laughs) motherfucking cunt, asshole, crybaby about all of that crap. Who was the burst? Yeah, it's like, but at the end, I could just be some fucking millionaire CEO bitch who's fucking a barista and then it's like well i don't know if that which one of these is more desirable yeah which one it's like oh god i just have to be okay with this is what it is i think you're um, right uh, i think you are um unknowingly starting to get at an answer for what is typically my last question oh my god (laughs) um and that is that how do you think your um interest in uh uh, knowledge about uh, companionship factors into, or lack thereof, I guess, uh, from mm. the way that the <laughs> this conversation is <laughs> um, has factored into your life creatively, um, and and maybe speak on it a little bit in general. I know we've talked uh, a no, decent amount about both of those things, but you oh understand. god, I mean, I I think it informs everything about my whole aesthetic. I wonder sometimes that if I actually were in a relationship, if it would ruin it totally change and i don't know and the only reason i say that is because i have been literally single my entire adult life and so uh i mean i've dated Mm -hmm. but i've never been in that sort of quasi relationship thing where it's like mike and somebody Mm -hmm. you know or somebody and mike i've never been an and you've never introduced a person i've never been an and no and just mike and so um and that's and so i don't know uh, yeah, surely it's a major part of informing who I am at times in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I find it's not as vital as it once was only because I am more confident at this point in my life than I've ever been before. So that's because of that – Yeah, well, and that's only – and that's not meant to sound patronizing because most people don't mature uh, or, or really become – Grown-ups, most people are stagnant assholes and are the same that they've always been in junior high, and they just get worse. And yeah. so so I'd like to think that I have actually been fortunate enough through the school of hard knocks, really, uh, uh, and fucking up a lot. And, and But being fortunate enough to have some good people in my life and the wherewithal myself to evolve and grow as a human being. Um, so I – it's just it doesn't have the same significance it once did, but surely at times it it stinks. It stinks. Sure. I think everybody wants that, but then again, like I said, I don't want to be a sad sack crying in a fucking coffee shop, having a rebound fucking a barista. That doesn't sound much fun to me. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think you just got to take it day by day. I think and you too. yeah, I think that's the best way. And Antoine Scalia is a fucking fat yeah, piece of never- shit. 
cunt uh, piece of garbage. I'm really Thank glad God that bastard is dead. Thank God. And I hope pieces. those Republican assholes in the Senate totally block Obama. I hope he picks the blackest, most female <laughs> lesbian yeah, I was gonna say, gay ever. Person. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope he makes it impossible so that people lose their minds that they go after this saint. I, want I hope that he picks so a fucking badly. saint. I want that And I so want them badly. to fucking rake her over the coals because she will know it. It will be a woman and she will know that they are not going to confirm her and they are going to rake her over the coals and it is going to destroy the Republicans in this upcoming election. And I hope Bernie Sanders wins it and I hope that he picks the most liberal asshole that those are. I hope he picks the biggest Bill Brennan. If you don't know who that is, look it up. I don't or William O. Does. Douglas. I want a fucking Hugo Black to kick those fucking conservatives in their own fucking. You balls. hope he chooses yeah. uh, hardcore as a liberal. as a running Lefty. mate. Is that what you're saying? No, to the Supreme Court. Oh, oh, oh! I want him to nominate somebody. I want Bernie after he wins. To pick the most liberal person after oh, those Republicans I fuck see. over Obama I uh, see. Uh, uh, to prove them. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. Right now I, we're following. The, You're following. The, I was like, it. but what about you? No, want no. them to block they the will. even thing yeah. that Obama would probably bring to the table? Oh, yeah. So that Bernie can bring a totally uneven thing and yeah. say fuck you. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I love that plan. Um, I love you, Mike Gifford, and I mean that. Oh, that's so nice. I don't believe it at all. No, I <laughs> thank you so much for having Why me on. Why would I say it if it wasn't true it. to borrow something that you said earlier? Because you're in this a kind and polite host. You made me the worst coffee I've ever had in my life. It was not very good. It was really and I bad will coffee. affirm that really statement. Really bad coffee. But thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. How nice. Thank you so thank much you. for doing it. I knew that you would be such an interesting person to uh, get to talk to in this medium. And I was not wrong at all. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.